Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to triplewhale.com and check it out. This was a specific choice that they did to choose these two dogs. Now, the choice may have come down to we're limited on budget who has a dog this weekend. <laughs> and that, <laughs> that could have been times. like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's but, usually but, the you know, answer. Thank you for joining us again today. This is the Pit Stop Podcast. I'm Sarah Levenger. I'm your host. And I am joined today, one of my favorite people, Nicole Crowell. She's amazing. She's a huge, huge person in the industry. I also think that you just don't get enough credit because people <laughs> Let me just tell you, Nicole has some really deep, like, operational experience with media buying, and you were here way before, like, iOS 14, so you kind of have total, like, a just good experience on both sides, which is why I think doing ad breakdowns with you is so much fun, because we get to kind of see from a media buying side how the ads are being used and how we can make better ads, basically, just to generate good lift, so... Thank you for joining me. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to dive deeper. And I think I not only bring in five years of media buying experience, but I worked as a media buyer as a solo media buyer within brands as like bootstrap brands from the ground up, yes. helping them launch ads. And then I've also worked at an agency level as well, managing like millions in ad spend. So I have a good feel for various stages of media buying, various scale of media buying. So I think it yes. will hopefully That's add neat. some flavor to the conversation. Ah, oh, 100%. I, I think that's super important to know as well. Like for anybody listening, I think it's really interesting to find a media buyer that has experience in a whole bunch of different like types of businesses. Because really, media buying is one of those things that it's kind of like a personal kind of, I don't know, it's, it's a very personal job, right? Just because you guys are so intricately involved in the business and the brand, just on the actual paid advertising side, but also just from like an actual business side, from a revenue generating from KPIs to like all the way over into Mert, like talking about some of the more broad scale stuff that come along with those businesses. So yeah, it, this is really fun. I just, I enjoy learning about the media buying side, mostly because I was a media buyer for two or three years. I was not a good one. <laughs> I would say I was like a decent media buyer, not a great media buyer. I got the job done, but I was clearly way better at the creative and the creative strategy and the psychology side which is probably good because that's what I do now for my job. We are going to break down another one today. Last one that we did was for the farmer's dog, the brand farmer's dog, but it was basically whitelisted through a completely different account. This one is actually being ran by the brand itself, the farmer's dog, and it's a static image. So we're going to describe it to you and then we'll kind of talk about our thoughts about this particular static because truly I believe if you can get good statics down in the ad account, you can go really, really far because they're so easy and fast to generate. Video, any sort of UGC, those are super expensive and highly valuable because they can obviously create really, really good results. But if you can find a static that works well, you can bench off of that for a long time. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, statics are... They're so underrated right now in media buying. Everyone's like, oh, UGC video, UGC. Yes. Honestly, my statics are what's crushing. They're fast. They're super cheap to make and they mm -hmm. crush. They're super cheap to run. And your CPMs yeah. are much lower for statics right now, especially uh, we're running into Q4, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Yeah. I'm telling oh a gosh. lot of brands, don't even touch videos right now. You're going to be paying out the butt 
for yes. running main videos. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Like Static's raked over the coals. Big bold text. Like, yeah. Yeah. Statics they, are, like you said, they don't get enough credit because they're the type, I think they're the type of ad that people are like, well, I've tried statics before in the past and they didn't work. It's very possible that you were trying statics in the time of the year that just was not doing very well for statics, but it's also possible that your statics just don't have the right message. Interestingly enough about video and like UGC, your message can get across a little bit faster just because you're watching people's facial expressions and you're kind of watching people morph through the same problems that you have. So it makes sense that they kind of generate that good hook. But statics in particular, I feel like just have that longevity to them, especially when you message correctly. So yeah, I 100% agree. Statics yep. are where it's at. We need to do more statics. So this ad for the farmer's dog starts off with really short text on top, which is interesting. So it says, dogs should be crunching leaves, not their food. Try our gently steamed food made from fresh meat and veggies. And that's it. That's all they have for the descriptor text, which is kind of short, in my opinion. Um, kind of nice, honestly, because I, I see more brands using longer style descriptions than these short, like, sweet, super simple ones. The image below it looks like two cute puppies, both in, like, these adorable white sweaters, which is cute. Anytime you put a sweater on a dog, it's just perfect for me. So in, like, kind of in front of this fall kind of a scene, in front of, like, a little shed in the backyard, and then they kind of laid on top of that a bowl of their actual food. It looks like a picture of their product itself with the Farmer's Dog logo on top of that. And that's the whole ad. <laughs> yep. Super simple it. on this one. So going back to the descriptor text, What's your experience with like long versus short? Because I get, I get two different sides to this one sometimes. Yeah, I typically prefer shorter text up top. Oh, there okay. is some kind yeah. of rule where Facebook will actually penalize you. We're talking Facebook specific meta for having too long of text. We don't know what that length actually is and we don't know how much you're penalized. But there is this like ongoing theory that it, you will pay more. Your CPMs will be higher simply because you added too much text. You're taking up too much I real estate. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, crazy. yeah not, a, not a lot of people realize this so yeah short and I sweet know. and you don't want to lose the reader right you don't want them reading a block of text and you're at odds are they're probably not going to do it anyways but it's just distracting so yeah. i'd like short sweet and punchy they don't have any emojis in here and this is a i'd love emojis i think they draw the I eyes do very well <laughs> so yeah. why there's no emojis here i would love especially because they seem to be leaning into this orange and fall theme man mm -hmm. throw a pumpkin emoji up there that would have crushed yes or some leaves, anything, some like leaves. a piece of candy, like whatever you dog. need to get people. To, yeah, even a dog in there. I do love their text that they chose, though. Dogs should be crunching leaves, not their food. That is such a, such a good word picture, and I'm like big on word pictures. If you can create a sound or an image in your customer's head just from a line of text, you can catch people. Sometimes you can catch them better than images. It just depends on like what you're referencing, but that imagery of like, Dogs should be crunching leaves, not food. That sends an immediate message to me that kibble probably isn't good for my dog. <laughs> Very yeah, well. I like, I like that one a lot. I think it's really strong. I honestly thought it was a little confusing because you shouldn't have your really? dogs eating leaves. Your dog shouldn't be eating leaves either. <laughs> so I mentioned this on our last one. But oh, that's so funny. I worked as a professional dog play attendant. I was a CPA, literally That's a canine right. play attendant. That's so right. I worked at Pet Paradise <laughs> and Paul Beach Pet Resort. And yeah, this is something I wouldn't want my dogs eating leaves either. So a little bit of confusion <laughs> on that line. But it does, as you mentioned, yeah. the visual or the auditory image that comes to mind when you read that line is very powerful. Yes. That's really interesting too. Something that I would love for everyone to realize People are going to read your ad in very different ways. I heard 
like crunching leaves like under their feet, right? Like, because that's when you crunch leaves. Nicole heard crunching leaves like eating them. <laughs> exactly. I saw the dog <laughs> Which food is and connected yeah. it to them eating crunchy leaves. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So again, some of these are unavoidable. Depending on like which audience you're going to, which messaging you're putting out, people are going to read it in very different ways, depending on like just how their brains are wired, but also what experiences they've had. Maybe they've had a dog that loved to eat leaves. My Yorkshire Terrier eats any dry leaf he can find. So we have to keep him inside during the fall because he will just chow leaves all fall. It's ridiculous. The entire season, he'll just eat all of them. So it's interesting. You'll find a lot that sometimes you can't avoid the way your customers are going to read your ad. So you have to do a very good job of pairing copy with the actual image itself. So this image, get 50% off fresh food, is kind of their big headline. And then images of two really cute dogs in sweaters and then just an image of the food itself. I would love to see like the metrics behind this one, but how how do you think this is performing? Just best guess. Yeah. So first look at this. I'm assuming they're running it for remarketing purposes since they're, they're really pushing that 50% off sale. So yeah. I'm assuming this is a bottom of funnel creative and they're not really giving a ton of details into the benefits of the food or like the after state so assuming they probably did that at the prospecting level this isn't this is pretty good for marketing but i will say if they are running this on prospecting i wouldn't expect this to do well it's not telling much of a story and it's not really giving you an idea of why their food's better or why you should even consider yeah. it so depends so if they're running it remarketing probably doing pretty decent if they're running a prospecting i would expect this ad to tank Kind of good to know as a media buyer, just how you should be looking at your creatives as well. I agree. I I think it's a point that you bring up too, that depending on the funnel level, you're going to want to give either more or less information. And this seems to be kind of like a generalized term. Obviously, we're just generalizing this particular topic. But in general, the higher you are in the funnel, the more information you're going to need on what this particular brand does for me. And the lower you are in the funnel, the more you can actually work off of some of these like discounts and, you know, things that probably pertain to more objections about buying than it is about actual education of the product itself. Yeah. I right. Because there's so many questions on like, is this refrigerated? What meat protein yeah. is really? What veggies? Is it for allergies, et cetera, <laughs> yeah. et cetera? Is it for old dogs or new dogs? There's so many questions that you see if you were just seeing this app for the first time. So I'm yeah. really hoping they're running it for remarketing purposes only. Let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the last part of this ad is the actual like shop now in the bottom. So healthy dog food delivered is the headline and long live dogs is the subhead. And then that is the whole ad. So this is really interesting because this ad is really short on basically any sort of copy, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes I think simpler is better. And for this ad, it's all the same, which I kind of like. I, I like the fact that they kept it short in the description, kept it short on the ad, and then kept it short in the actual like text at the bottom as well. So do you find that it's kind of like best practices is to kind of like copy paste all the way through? Short and sweet when it comes to remarketing. But again, you do want that longer, more in-depth description of what's going on, like more benefit focused for prospecting. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough because I don't have the back end access to this, but I know overall, I I wish we had the metrics. (laughs) Yeah, I would agree. I actually really like this ad. I think they're getting their message across really, really well. I also think they're probably, if it is a remarketing ad, I'm fairly certain they're probably doing pretty well. So yeah, I'd give this ad probably a 10 out of 10. I like it. I think they did a great job. Before before I give them too, I'm taking on the pause. I <laughs> too always much like credit. to start positive. Too much credit. <laughs> I, I let's highlight some negatives, something or not negatives, maybe just some opportunities is what I like to call them. There you go. For growth yes. here. So one of the key things with this is they've got two dogs 
just shown here, which I like that they've got more than one. But you've got what looks like to be a lab mix on the left and then a straight. It looks like a Rottweiler, perhaps Shepherd, maybe a little Husky yeah. mix on the right left-hand side or vice versa. Very interesting dog breed choice. I mentioned this on the other ad too. If you want to select for those higher-end dog breeds that your potential customers actually own. So you want to hopefully target those customers that have a little bit more change in their pockets Agreed. so that mm-hmm. – they're, they're going to be higher AOV customers. They're going to be, this is a subscription-based model. They're going to be rebuilding and be hooked for life. They're probably going to have multiple dogs in their life. Neither one of these are a high-end breed. They both look like mutts, which is totally fine. You know, everyone yeah. loves dogs. But they are casting a more broad net rather than being very mm-hmm. specific to their avatar. So one of the key things that would change at the gates or split test would be actual dog breeds and then target those types of yeah. owners. I think that would crush. I agree. So, we mentioned yeah. gold, golden doodles would be a <laughs> yes, great one doodles. in here. Anybody that owns a doodle would totally buy this product. But yes, to that point, like make sure you understand your avatars pretty well. Your customers are obviously going to change depending on what bracket they are in, especially when it comes to like demographic and like household income brackets. But for this particular crowd, I would love to see them do tests and iterations on just the dogs. Because as you said, I really think that they could see some huge results from testing just like one dog instead of two, a doodle instead of a Rottweiler, like mutt dogs compared to like purebred dogs. Just just those small tweaks sometimes can make some huge advancements in how the ad performs. So 100%. The other little ad on there, you can't see it. Well, we can, but they can't. But the dogs are both sitting and they're almost expressionless in the actual creative. I would have loved, love, love, love to see dogs running and playing, showing that health, showing that energy, mm-hmm. showing the excitement. They're not really engaging and it's not really drawing your attention as nearly as much as it could be. So, true. And I do yeah. think this product, they're trying to be very health conscious overall, but something just as a dog owner myself that I'm aware of. The reason why a lot of dog food is hard is because it actually helps with cleaning their teeth and gingivitis in dogs. So they try to promote healthy, but I don't think this is actually a well-fitted product for younger dogs because it won't keep their teeth clean. So they might be targeting in this, the dogs look about three, four years in age, I would guess. I would Mm -hmm. target those older dogs, the more senile that absolutely need to have soft, mushy food. And mm-hmm. the, that pain point is much more realized in those potential customers as well. Those owners are very aware of yeah. the health of their dogs. It's declining the energy levels and think it's going to be a much more solid hit. So yeah. they did a great oh, job, but they're going very broad. Yeah. Well, and that's the interesting part is I would want to know what their strategy is behind this. And this is something that we talk about on the agency side a lot too. Why did you choose to go after a broad audience instead of targeted audience? What was the purpose of that? Like what data have you come up with, right, that you've collected over the years to tell you that you should go after younger dogs and younger dog owners compared to like older dogs, older dog owners. Because again, this is a model choice. This was a specific choice that they did to choose these two dogs. Now, the choice may have come down to we're limited on budget who has a dog this weekend. (laughs) And that (laughs) could have been like, exactly. That's usually the answer. Yes. Well, and if you have the ability to reach out and like expand your model search, then I would say do it and try and get as targeted as you possibly can. Oh, this was so good. We can get so deep into this stuff, but I I feel like we need to end this one here. (laughs) So where can people find you if they like work with you, if they want to kind of find out more about what you do? Yeah, absolutely. I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn, Nicole Kroll 00. 
spelled it all out. You can find me there or on Instagram if you want to follow my travels. But yeah, I'm all over. Happy to answer any questions in the DMs. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. This was so much fun. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Triple Whale is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to triplewhale.com and sign up today.